0: The second Republican primary debate nears as the field of eligible candidates grows smaller and some residents in Hawaii are returning home more than a month after the deadly wildfires. The morning rundown starts now. This is Straight Arrow News bringing you unbiased straight facts. Today is Tuesday, September 26th. Thank you for joining us. I'm Kara Rucker. The field is set for the 2nd GOP presidential primary debate. Seven candidates are expected to take the stage down one from the first debate. The debate hosted by Fox Business Network and Univision will take place tomorrow night at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California. All but one presidential hopeful from the first debate will be returning for round two. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson did not reach the polling threshold required to qualify. While former President Donald Trump is still the party's leading nominee, dominating in national and early state polling, he will once again skip out on debate night, holding another counter-programming event. This time he plans on speaking with current and former union workers in Detroit as the United Auto Workers strike nears the two-week mark. The debate begins at 9 p.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will be in Michigan today to stand with striking auto workers as the UAW begins its second week of a worker strike against Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis. Ford is announcing a pause on construction of a new $3.5 billion electric vehicle battery plant in Marshall, Michigan, until it is confident the factory can be run competitively. The new facility was first announced in February and is expected to employ an extra 2,500 workers. The UAW union president said Ford's announced pause on construction is a threat by the company to cut jobs. Among the issues between the two sides, workers are asking for a 36% raise over four years. Some residents in Maui are able to finally return to their properties in Lahaina after the town was destroyed in the deadly wildfires last month. Authorities opened part of the area on Monday, nearly seven weeks since Hawaiian residents had to evacuate as the fast moving flames tore through their communities. With the unknown reality of the condition of their home sinking in, Daryl Oliveira, the interim administrator for the Maui Emergency Management Agency, says he wanted to make sure residents had space and privacy to reflect. I think initially, you know, people who haven't been in here since the fire are taken aback by the amount of, and the extent of the destruction. You know, talking to one property owner, he's like, Daryl, there's no wood. Nothing is here from our home. At least 97 people died in the wildfires and more than 2000 homes were destroyed. Officials predict it will take at least a decade to rebuild. Over the weekend, a man was seen throwing Molotov cocktails at Cuba's embassy in Washington. Both Cuba's foreign minister and president have denounced the attack as terrorism. U.S. officials have not announced a motive, but did condemn the attack. At last week's United Nations General Assembly in New York, Cuba's president was in attendance and Cubans held protests outside the building over his presence in the U.S. According to a law enforcement source who spoke with CBS News, the two devices thrown at the embassy likely did not explode at all. Seven passengers and one crew member aboard a JetBlue flight had to be taken to the hospital after the plane experienced what the airline called sudden severe turbulence. The flight from Ecuador to Fort Lauderdale became rocky as it neared Florida. After landing safely, the eight people were taken to a hospital to be treated and evaluated. The severity of their injuries and their conditions have not been released. The National Transportation Safety Board says it has opened an investigation. The airline has taken the plane out of service for inspection. This incident follows several others this year where passengers were injured during turbulent flights. The latest occurred last month when 11 people on a Delta flight were taken to the hospital. Finally this morning, graphic designer Berkey Belser died on Monday at the age of 76. While you may not be familiar with his name, you see his work every day in your grocery store, pantries, and refrigerators. Belser was the creator of the Nutrition Facts label seen on the packaging of nearly every food we purchase. The label was created in 1994 after the passage of the Nutrition Labeling and Education Act when the Food and Drug Administration reached out to Belser after seeing his other famous work, the black and yellow energy guide label found on appliances. Belser was once called by the Washington Post the Steve Jobs of information design. Before we leave you today, we wanted to issue a correction from Monday's show. We reported former President Jimmy Carter and his wife Rosalind are the nation's longest married couple. They are, in fact, the longest married presidential couple at 77 years. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Rundown for this Tuesday. Be sure to check out more of our work at StraightArrowNews.com, And you can also find the latest Rundown episodes available as a podcast. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, I'm Kara Rucker. Have a great day.